0: And what's good, y'all? Good, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Amatelica T.I.S. podcast. It's your host, yours, Shirley, Josh Shields got a jam packed show as per the usual for you this weekend. On here on another episode of your favorite little sports talk podcast. Uh, we're talking about plenty about the NFL. Recap week two. Look forward to week three. Which is uh, it's got three very good games in week three of the National Football League. I of course will give you my thoughts on that Eastern and Western Conference of the of the NBA Finals, and we also got a guest that that uh, I apologized in the last episode that we that we could have and we should have had on last week. We got him this week. We might as well get him. We might as well have him on to open up the program, uh, and it's our good my good buddy and a good friend of the program. We haven't had him on in a long time. Last time we had him on, it had to have been either April or March, March or March or April, when discussing the uh, coronavirus and things of that of of that nature. But we have our good good uh, buddy, good friend of the program, Brendan Dillon. Brendan, how are you today, pal? Okay,
1: doing fine. I had to find a study room to uh, record this episode, but thank you for having me back on again. Obviously, a lot of things have changed with your podcast since I was last on,
0: and you've grown yeah. a
1: lot. So I'm really proud of you, Joe. You've done a great job.
0: I, I appreciate that, Brendan. Yes, a lot has changed. I had YouTuber Professor on. I had uh, Evan Cohen of SiriusXM, and I had the great Christopher Maddock Russo on. Crazy. Since the last time. Uh, yeah, it is crazy since the last time Brendan was on. And folks, Brendan is now. What, what's the name of the college that you're at, Brendan? I always forget. What's one, the name of it? One more time. <laughs> what's the name of the college that you're at? I always I'm at Lycoming like
1: College at the moment.
0: Lycoming College in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Yep. That's where he that's where he is right now. First first time away from home uh for him. I'm yours truly is so stuck at uh at his at the uh, at the confinements of uh, his uh, of his uh, home <laughs> studio. Uh so not much has changed on my end. He is now in upstate Pennsylvania while I am still stuck in crusty uh Maryland. But anyway, before we get to the football, Brennan, yeah. how, how how is how is you've been there for a month? How is college life so far? Let me give me a couple minutes on on uh, on like home in college and the experience of being away from home for the first time. Well,
1: uh, college has been a different experience for me. Um, it's definitely uh, much different than high school, which I know probably doesn't surprise a lot of you you have to be a a lot more responsible and, uh, have really good time management to try to make it to classes and to manage your schedule and your day. Um, surprisingly though, uh, the freedom that I've had to be able to do a lot of stuff and do what I want has made it a lot easier for me to find like friends in college and actually talk with people. And it's, it's good. Like I actually am getting along quite well at the moment. I've, uh, I had some good first grades um, thus far, uh, and hopefully that continues, but it's only getting more difficult. I had to get two papers done Friday in the same day uh, in like, wow. within hours of each other, and um, like they were like six- and seven-page papers, so it was pretty intense, but uh, I think they'll end up doing pretty well. Uh, other than that, I know that you you were also interested in asking me about how COVID uh, is affecting my college experience because obviously my college experience is a lot more different
0: because of COVID. So, would you like me to elaborate right. on that? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. How how uh, how the pandemic essentially has played a part in you being you being away from home at college.
1: Well, I will say that like. We have to socially distance in classes so desks are more spread out. Um, We have to clean everything that we sit and come into contact with. And we had to, um, like, not go to social gatherings. Like, social gatherings are basically disallowed on campus. Um, It's harder to socialize, I will say, um, because, like, it's harder to get out there and to meet new people and talk to new people. But I, I don't know. Surprisingly, like, it's been kind of like a breath of fresh air for me um like originally on my f- floor in my dormitory it was pretty hard to make friends but like i actually started getting out right. and just talked to people in my classes and I ended up actually making some friendships so I'm, I'm i'm pretty pretty proud of myself there uh and obviously my classes as well i've studied quite well and done well on my first tests and stuff so um i want to push through um COVID has also i know that some people are having classes online uh versus being on campus um, I, I guess that we really haven't been affected by that much, except for I think the languages department doesn't have classes um in person. So I'm kind of lucky there. I don't have right. to like, go to online class like a lot of other people do. And, you know, a lot of people don't really like online classes and don't think they're very productive. So, uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely happy. Campus life is nice. Uh, the facilities that I'm in are new and clean, which is, you know, really surprising, especially my dormitory was, like, renovated, like, two years ago. So, like, I have, like, the new, newest dorm on campus, and my room is really nice. So I'm, like, pretty happy, I, I have to say. It. Um, but I, I, I'm excited for the future. and I'm excited to see what happens as my uh, semester um continues and uh, comes
0: to a close. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Good deal. Now, so when it comes to um now you being of course uh you no, know, with me I'm all three of the sports including baseball. I'm a basketball guy, you're a hockey guy. Yeah. How did how did you handle um when you were when you got there, your Capitals were still in the playoffs yeah, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that. And then of course yeah, then of course with Cods football and then your and then of course your uh you, you know my policy on this show. I'm calling them the Redskins until they yeah. until they come up yep. with another name. But uh... But how do you, how do you adjust being away from home and being used to you know sitting in sitting in your living room with your with your dad and with your dad and your mother watching you know watching your Capitals play and your Redskins play f- in football games? How do you how 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 weird and how different is that being you know essentially enjoying what used to be or what was a family yeah, pastime? Yeah. Enjoying it by yourself out of out of you know out of the D M V area up in upstate uh, Pennsylvania. How do you, how how have you adjusted to that? I
1: will say that it's definitely different. It's not a bad different, but like it's definitely more lonely. I don't really get to have those experiences and yell at the TV like I can with my dad, or you know talk with my mom about what she thinks about the game. But. uh I, I, um, I have actually I did a watch party last week for all the college football games and the NFL football games uh, in uh, one of the lou- uh, in the lounges um and the people actually came and sat with me and we talked about the games socially distanced, obviously but um it was fun i uh, it was a different experience than what I normally did and it was fun for people to share their opinions on the sport, which is football. Cause we, I was, I watched college football and then I watched, um, the day after I watched NFL football, while getting my work done in the lounge. And like, I don't know, it was, it was really enjoyable. I have to say, I definitely do miss like hanging out with my dad and my brother and my mother when it comes to, you know, sitting down and watching TV. But, um, I'm certain that, it's not a bad difference. It's definitely like a way that I can make friends and, um, you know, talk about my interests with other people. Uh, so right. I'm, I'm kind of happy. I guess the Capitals, by the way, losing, I kind of expected that they really did bad in playoffs. They had no momentum at all. And um, so I, I think most of their momentum was lost with, uh, you know, COVID happening. Um, and,
0: Right, yeah, of and course. And so they just played
1: really freaking bad. Um I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> so, right. so, yeah,
0: my opinion's. <laughs> um now how do you, how have you handled uh I know you've told I know you've told this to me one-on-one in private conversations, but it, tell the audience how how have you handled uh does the does your TV get uh, is your tv essentially equipped with all of the with all of the networks and it gives you you know nfl sunday ticket on there do you have to kind (laughs) of use use the use the cable logins from home in order for you to in order for you to uh, enjoy your sports It depends
1: on the game um actually which i found so for nfl sunday ticket i have it and it works really well but if the game is blacked out, like, for instance, the first game of the season, which was against the, uh, the Eagles, Eagles, was blacked out. was blacked we were out, right. Because well, I'm in the location where the, the, you know, the Eagles play. So it's on regular Right, state of Pennsylvania. TV. Yeah, so it was right, blacked yeah. out, which sucked. But I found, uh, if you guys know about NFL streams, um, like, you see a Reddit. That you know you get streams for the games, which technically, you know, illegal. But also, I'm paying for the product. Um, <laughs> technically, yeah, okay. But uh, you can go to NFLByte.com to uh, watch streams online. Um, and I I utilized that feature to watch the game, which was which was good. I actually um got really good quality stream, like no lag or nothing. Uh, and, and I also, um, found out later, uh, to get a higher quality stream, like probably after the first quarter that if I just downloaded the Fox app and like logged into my direct TV that I could just use the Fox app. Cause that's where it was streaming. So, you know, right. overall, I, I, I don't know. It was a little bit inconvenient, but like I didn't miss any of the game and, uh, we won anyway, So who cares? And, uh, screw the, screw the rules. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess we can get. That, yeah. That's go ahead. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a perfect segue because the Eagles was the first. Uh, that by, the Eagles was the first topic of conversation. Uh, boy, are they in trouble? I mean, blowing a seventeen nothing lead to your team opening <laughs> yeah. weekend. We we would. I get it. Your defense is good, but uh, but I mean, my goodness, that, that's a game that you cannot under any Blow. circumstances. Lose up, upset, right, blow up seventeen to nothing, and I, I never got scared. And and then the week, and then the week before that, they got embarrassed, embarrassed by the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, and then and everyone sit here waxing poetic, sit here talking about, well, this is the same Rams offense. That that got the that got the uh, that got the Rams to the Super Bowl a couple years yeah. ago. <laughs> no, it's no, it's not. Not, not at all. The Eagle, <laughs> right? Honestly, like the no, no, it is not. This Eagle team was horrendous, horrendous. Okay, Again, they cannot. Let me read you some, let me read you these stats right here. They let Jared Goff go 20 for 27 with 267 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And Carson Wentz, I understand that his offensive line, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have the hogs protecting him as his offensive line, but but I understand all that. And I understand that Aaron Donald is, is essentially, uh, is essentially uh, Deacon Jones, but my goodness, Carson, you cannot be more inaccurate with throwing the football if you tried. Carson West was 26-43 with 242 passing yards and two interceptions. I mean, he was an absolute mess, an absolute mess. He was a mess turning over the football in the, uh, in the Washington game. He was a mess turning over the football last yeah. week. The, the, I, I tell you, and I tell you something right now if if Carson Wentz and the Eagles go, drop the 0 3 and lose to the and lose to my Cincinnati will. Bengals I on Sunday it, and I, I and I'm I, I'm with you with that but if but if they if they drop the 0 3 the Philadelphia Eagles might as well bend over kiss themselves and kiss the division title goodbye i mean Owen I 3 are you kidding me I mean, my – oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, is is it – I ask you this. Is it time for Jalen Hurts if if the Eagles lose tomorrow? Really? You think so? I'm – No, I'm asking. I'm I'm
1: uncertain of it. I I still think that, honestly, Carson Wentz, like, he's not good. But I think that he's not really helped by his O-line, you know? His O-line is completely decimated what they they have like their whole entire i believe left of their line is like none of the starters and for our game like one of the linemen got hurt and so they had a lineup with like uh, like a third stringer on on, on the starting line with, with people that have never pl- played with each other and i, I know that it's going to sound a little bit crazy but like you can't win games if you don't have a good o-line guy it just won't happen you could because because exactly. if the quarterback doesn't even have time to throw the ball, then and the running back doesn't have any holes to run through, you can't move the ball forward, and you have to rely on your defense. And their defense is not great. Their defense isn't going to win them games. Their, their, their real firepower, honestly, comes in their off- offense and with with, with Wentz. Um, so they're in a real bad position now. And, like, people aren't performing, you know? Like – where even is hell is Deshaun Jackson, for example? Have you seen him?
0: It, Deshaun Jackson, I read you. I read you his. Uh, I read you his stat line from the eagle from the uh, from the Ram game. Deshaun Jackson had six receptions, targeted nine times for sixty four yards. Because
1: I didn't see him in the Redskins game. I didn't see him once. He got like hurt and was gone. And and, and like he's a pivotal part of their offense. And like I I I, I think that you know. He hasn't really had, like, any, like, you know, 80-yard touchdowns or, like, 60-yard touchdowns even where he's just beat the, beat a corner and ran like he normally does. And I think it's mostly because he's old as hell. But, like, he's an essential part of their offense. And if he doesn't perform, then, like, and he doesn't get open and Wentz doesn't have enough time to throw the ball deep, like, what the hell is going to happen? They don't have a chance. The, their, their running backs right. certainly aren't going to win them games. Uh and it all really relies on the quarterback and the line basically having, you know, the line giving the quarterback enough time to get the ball out. And that's the reason why I think the turnovers are so prevalent because the pressure is just consistently there. And Wentz is fragile and doesn't want to get hurt basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I, right. It's, it's, it's not good <laughs> at all. <laughs>
0: the there that, yeah, they're 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 an absolute mess, and their schedule, and their schedule. I'll pull it up right now. Their schedule does not. I mean, they might as well. T- they need to take advantage of playing of playing the Bengals because. Because their schedule does not get any easier. Listen to listen yeah. to this. They play the 49ers who, granted, are depleted, but still it's the 49ers. I mean, they essentially had they had they had no one, you know, they had a bunch of backups playing against the Jets, and they still won by 20 plus points. Granted, they're the Jets, but still. They play the 49ers on Sunday night. That's a they have to they have to travel cross country to San Francisco. They play the Steelers on the road. They play the Steelers, which is which that defense will have Carson Wentz tossing and turning all week, you know about that about that pass rush. They play the Ravens. It doesn't I get any easier. They play the Ravens after yeah. that. They get a br- they get a break on October twenty second when they play the Giants. The cow and then they play the Cowboys November eleventh. And then so so it gets so they have an easy stretch after the Ravens game, a, a, a decent stretch where they play the, where they play uh, the Giants twice, the Cowboys once and the Browns give or take how they are in mm-hmm. the middle of November. But you know after you know they got the eight, they go through the ringer with the 49ers Steelers and Ravens. They get a little bit of a break. and then they have to go through the ringer again when they play the Seahawks Packers, Saints and the Cardinals, who so far have been an impressive football team this good. season. But, right, but, and I agree. The Eagles, I tell you, the Eagles are in a world of they trouble. Are. World of trouble. If they, uh, and I don't know, and I of course want them to be in a world of trouble because they're playing my team tomorrow. But, but they, they got to straighten up and fly right if you're a Philadelphia Eagles. Speaking of, speaking of straightening up and <laughs> flying right, how about Down. the Atlanta Falcons? what an what, hey, what what absolute Again. disgrace and a, co- and a collapse that was. You, you cannot make this up. So let me get the, let me get this straight. okay, let me get this straight. You, you're up you're up about what three touchdowns or How in the world and the Cowboys not deserve to win this game, okay? They felt they failed two fake punts on their own side of the 50. With that offensive talent on fourth and short, Mike McCarthy, what do you think what do you think you're trying to prove? Okay. If you want to go for it, go for it. What do you, think you, what are you Tom Landry? You got that offensive talent, fourth and short. You're that you that comedy you want to go for it? Go for it. Don't no say try to be tricky try to be cute on a on a fourth and short with a fake punt inside your own territory that failed not once, but twice. Okay. The, the Cowboys did not deserve to win that game they fumbled 9 million times in the first half and they decide, and they and it was a, and it was a stupid stupid bonehead ass nine decision They go for two that at what at the score of 39 yeah. to 30 you're down by nine points if you do not score a touchdown it's if you do not score if you don't get that two point conversion it doesn't mean anything cuz you're still down two possessions you okay so you don't get the so you don't get a two-point conversion. You go down the field, you go for two, you're still down one point. You the two-point conversion at 39 to 30 doesn't mean anything. The kick the extra point and make it an eight-point game. My goodness, gracious. Mike my, I don't know what he I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. My I mean, oh my goodness. And then Atlanta, okay? How in the world does the Atlanta Falcons special teams not know the rules on the onside kick? Do they not realize that the team recovering the onside kick can literally any, touch it at any exactly. moment in time while the that ball is really live? Do, do they not realize mm. Do they not realize they they can touch it at any moment in time cuz clearly they don't about six Atlanta Falcons just and, and look at the ball like like it, like just just looked at it like you were on the golf course watching the ball roll roll across the green going into the hole Fall so on the football. So they the ball at the ten yard oh line. Gosh. Holy shit!
1: Oh, it was, that was painful. Right. That was hey, the easy, most painful easy with the line.
0: The easy, but easy. Far. Well, mm, easy, mm. right? Yeah. That's another. That's another dollar in the swear jar. You owe me too. It, though, right but anyway. Uh, for the for the yes bomb, but my goodness gracious, do they not know the rules? If I know the rules, if you, if really every football fan in America knows the, knows the simple basic rules, I mean, my oh my goodness gracious, how do you not know the rules with the onside kick? I I I am so and how and how does Dan Quinn still have a After job? Is beyond me. I mean, did did, did Arthur Blank? not see enough with how the di- with how disgustingly bad the Atlanta Falcons were to begin the season does he does he not remember that this team started the season at, they beat the Eagles week 2 do they not does he not remember that this team lost six straight games mm-hmm. in a row lost to the Colts, Texans, Titans, Cardinals, Rams and Seahawks All in a row last year, and because after the bye week they only lost two games, Dan Quinn gets to keep his job, he should have been fired after last season. If it was me, he would have been fired after that 28-3 fiasco and the Super Bowl. Yes, I get it. It's Tom Brady and it's Bill Belichick. I understand all that, but my goodness gracious, they had many a times to put that game away and they, and they let the Patriots hang around, which if you know anything about professional don't football, you know them. anything about Bill Belichick and the Patriots dynasty. You don't let, you don't let them hang around and you don't let them get to a point in the game when they start feeling themselves and thinking, Hey, well, we, we, actually, we can do this. We can actually come back and win this game with the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys are not, the, you know, Mike McCarthy is no Bill Belichick by any stretch of the imagination. But with that offensive talent, you have to figure and you have to realize you got to put the game away, okay? They turned over the ball 9,000 times in the first half, okay? And Mike McCarthy wasn't exactly a Jimmy Johnson on the headset doing the play call no neither. But my goodness gracious, Atlanta, you have to put – Dak and Zeke away. You have to. Yeah, you have to. What's I notes? I
1: I think that that game was like pathetic. Like you, you watched the start of that game with all the fumbles. <laughs> like I, I genuinely thought that the game was over. It, like it, it felt nothing like a game where they could come back from because they were up a shit ton at the half. Like you, you know that and. Ah, oh, they 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 just let the game get away from them. weren't they up at like twenty
0: points at one time? Duh. They were. They were up. I think. I think it was twenty nine. I think it was twenty nine to nothing. If Jesus. I'm not mistaken. Go ahead. Let me see it. Let me see if I can. I look, let me 20. see if I can look that up right quick. The- let me see. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I Google Falcons memes, this will come up again. Twenty Falcons memes twenty twenty. Uh let's see. Uh but anyways, it was keep yeah, talking anyways, while I find this. Yeah, the, the, keep, the, the, keep They, going while they, I find they
1: allowed it. them to come back basically, and they were making stupid errors throughout the whole entire second half. Uh like uh I don't know. It made me super upset because I wanted the Cowboys to lose because, you know, then we'd be really on top of the division. If we were to win the game that we did win, I was hoping we'd win um, against the Arizona Cardinals because obviously I have a horse in the race. But like, damn, how can you be that net? That all falls on the coach and the coach's management of the game and the special teams coach, especially the special teams coach watching that onside kick roll that 10 yards. (laughs)
0: Twenty,
1: yeah, 20, 20, to twenty to nothing. Twenty
0: to nothing yeah. was the deficit. So,
1: uh, my God, yeah, like blowing a twenty to nothing lead, like and, and Dan Quinn's known for blowing leads. Let it be known, uh, because you know, in, in, infamous Super Bowl. Um, I I think he should be fired. I think that any coach that allows and has their team blow such a big lead and like is that patchy and can't hold on like they don't deserve, they don't deserve to have the coaching position. It's excusable. It, it isn't excusable. If you're up by that much, there should be no reason that they come back. If you're a good coach, you know how to sit on the ball, and you know to get just enough yards to keep, keep the time running when you're, when you're on offense. And when you're on defense, you know how to try to get them onto, onto third and fourth downs. So they have to, they have to punt and can't get any movement because then they're just going to roll over and stop trying at a certain point. Um, y'm I'm just I'm just telling you like something something's gonna definitely happen if they blow another lead like that with Dan Quinn and his coaching position. So,
0: so, something has to give. you and I both know that this team has zero chance, zero chance in making mm-hmm. the playoffs. So, something has to give. you can't you can't blow two two uh, 20 plus point leads like that As the way coach. that they did. And expect to still keep your job and get away with it, especially because because you're and Dan Quinn's a defensive coach. Yep, because 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 your defense goes to sleep at, goes to sleep at the wheel. Let's Tom Brady work his magic in the Super Bowl, and let's Dak Prescott well, and company on, uh, Prescott. come back and win the game <sighs> after 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 they were horrendous in the first half. Turnover the football every single Zeke fumbling on. Oh, they were abysmal in the first half. Not to mention Mike McCarthy with his stupid uh, play calling decisions. Uh, he, uh, t- back to seriously, two fake punts inside your own fifty yard line. Really, and going for it for two when it's thirty when it's thirty nine when it's uh, going for going for it, going for two, yeah, 39 to thirty. So stupid.
1: <laughs> I also, let let it, let it also be known. Uh, like there have been coaches that have had crazier streaks in which, like for instance, you remember Marvin Lewis and the Cleveland Browns. Like there, there have been coaches that have you know kept positions in crazier situations than Dan Quinn. But like this is a consistent thing with him and his team. I, in my opinion, anyways, with Matt Ryan, is is a team that's capable of making a wild card spot. Yeah, possibly you, you, like doing that. So.
0: They have they have the offensive exactly. talent too yes and, and, they do
1: and, and they are not performing at near the level I think they should and I think a lot of that doesn't fall on the players or how hard they're trying I think it all falls on the coaching
0: that's coaching yep exactly I mean it's just it's it's just so mind but it's it's so bad it's so terrible I don't I don't understand you can't you cannot coach like that mm-hmm. and expect to keep your job I'm sorry It it just, it just, you're not. I mean, I'm looking at it again. Fourth and five at your own 39 yard line, and you decide to go for another freaking fake punt. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you? Are you? Are you kidding me, Mike I mean, and and the Cowboys made many a dumb decisions in that game, and they still many a dumb decisions. And the Falcons and the Falcons should have won that game upright, and by and by the grace of God. By the grace of God, they they huh. somehow won the game. Thirty-nine to thirty with five minutes left and they go for two. No and 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 the fact that they were stopped, they had they had, they're looking at a nine-point deficit, which in football is a two-point game. Because the most you could get if you score a touchdown on your next drive, you score your six points and you go for two and you're still down by one. Rather than at thirty-nine to thirty, kicking an extra point, kicking an extra point. And so when it's, so to make it 39, 31. So when you go down the field, get the touchdown, go for two, the game's tied. I I just, I just, it's, it's, it's simple math. It's not that difficult, but uh, Hmm. moving on to that, uh, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, he played, he played a heck of, he had played a heck of a game in the Seahawks game the other night. Um, And then, of course, and then of course, one in his New England debut against the Dolphins. Give me your thoughts on. Well, that Cam Newton. I
1: will say that I think that Newton pretty much, and Newton and also Brady and how he's performed. I know Brady actually did quite good on his the the the, the next game after uh, his his original loss, but I think that Cam performing the way he has one just proves that he's very talented and good quarterback. Um, and secondly, proves that Belichick, right. he knows how to coach. Like, And he, he's probably the reason why New England has done it, as well as they have done. And I've told you this beforehand. I don't think Brady was ever the reason why they were having long-term success. I think it's all down to coaching and Belichick just being an amazing coach. I think that coaching wins games. I don't think that players win games. I think that if you're a good enough coach and you have talented players, you can – win just about any game that you're you're put into um and i think that this really proves it i I also think that like it's amazing how you know cam coming from carolina to to New, new england he's he's really put on a show he could really end up being like he could have like he could perform again like he used to perform back when he had the playoff run like 2015 and like I, and I think right, he's yeah. always been talented enough to do that. I just think he was in a really bad situation in in Carolina, even even with Christian McCaffrey, who granted is an amazing running back. Um, I, I think that that that, that system yeah. didn't fit him, and uh, he needed a change of scenery. And I, I think that this this change of scenery for him with New England and him impressing both his debut and against Seattle um, really can really kind of proves that he's capable and i i told you this to begin with i said like cam's gonna have a good season i guess feeling um to to you at the beginning of the season i said that i think that brady's just gonna be mediocre at best i think that he he really is a system quarterback and he's also old and washed up and i think that that's kind of coming true slightly but you know time still it's in second week so really time will say whether i'm right or not with that but um I, I, I definitely think that, that, that my, uh, my predictions are coming true. What do you think, Jack?
0: Um, well, Cam Newton, Cam Newton has played extremely well. 30 for 44, 397 passing yards and a touchdown. And rush for a forty-seven yep. yards and two touchdowns on the ground. can I tell you, Cam Newton is one. He's, I tell yep. you, he's here to stay. Maybe not for the long term because he's in his thirties, but Cam Newton's here to stay. One hell of a football player, one hell of a talent. Um, and I simply think that, you know, he, he because he was injured and he never and he never came clean and he never was fully honest with himself and honest with the Panthers of how he felt. And which which affected his play, but it goes to show. And I and yeah, coaching yeah coaching has a lot to do with with cam newton and and the talent you see on the field but but when it comes to to simple to making the plays that only talent could do alone not not at, no bill belichick coaching can do this man goes perform. out there and 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 has proven that he still has it and that and that he's and he is able to go out there on a week in week out think- basis and perform i mean you want to talk about I mean, if, if you're new, if you were new and a Patriots fan and it was a heartbreaking loss to how they won or excuse me, how they lost to the Seahawks on Sunday night, we'll get to the Seahawks side a little bit later on. It was a heartbreaking way to lose that game. But if you're a Patriots fan, you got to be, you got to feel pretty freaking good. You still have the goat of all coaches in Belichick and you got one and you got one healthy, one of the most talented, most dynamic uh quarterbacks in the league up there with uh up there with Mahomes Jackson. Wilson and, yeah. and Lamar Jackson I mean he he I mean can Cam Newton the Patriots are going to be in good hands when it comes to Cam Newton I tell you something right now Patriots go ahead and make a little I don't, I don't see Super Bowl but if they make a pretty decent playoff run I I say I say the Patriots lock up Cam for uh for the next uh five years or so because it looks like they got a player on that I, I think I think so but um but uh go, going from cam to the guy yeah. that he's replacing in Brady got a taste got a taste of what a good old NFC football was like when he lost to the nah. Saints in week one, bounced back on a week in his uh week two win against the Panthers what, I, what are your thoughts well, on that?
1: It's also the Panthers, and yeah, that, that's my thoughts on that. um I think that his his first game against New Orleans with his two interceptions and his subpar best quarterback rating really showed his flaws. And he's, he hasn't had a 300-yard game yet. And I know it's only been two games. But he's throwing, like, barely 200 yards a game. Um, and he's a, a very, very you know people would say he's like one of the best quarterbacks of all time to which i really really don't think that's the case i think that he really fell into system and you can see that because he has as many interceptions as he has touchdowns on the season thus far um and has subpar passer rating at best and his passer rating has been falling season to season um I mean, you can see that in statistics and it looks like
0: well, that that yeah, that's well, his age, his but age. yeah.
1: But right now, he, he genuinely could have as much touchdowns as interceptions, based off of how he's trending game to game. Which I'm telling you, that's not gonna get you to the playoffs, bro. That's gonna that's gonna get you a, a fat a fat L. And yeah, I I think that this is really proving his age. One, and proving two, that he really never he might have had the talent you know early in his career like when he threw for like 5000 yards in a season in uh in in, in 2011 um mean had like or like in 2007 when he had like 50 touchdowns like but he's slowed down genuinely slowed down and you can see that year to year as it's gone on with him and i think that honestly he probably won't be around Tampa Bay for very long, especially if he keeps performing the way he is performing. Um, he did win against Carolina, but like, it's Carolina again. Christian McCaffrey is like their only real player, right. um, exactly. and he's
0: out with an ankle injury. Uh,
1: so it's like that's, that's not that's not a that's not a win. <laughs> that's, that, 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 well, it is a win, but that's not like something you can tote as like, oh wow, the system's working, you know. We we are we're, we're good. Honestly, I think the Bucks are worse than the Falcons. And the Falcons that uh, blew the lead and had Dan Quinn as their coach with Matt Ryan, I think Matt Ryan performs better. So,
0: I I'd, I I would fight you off on that because early. the season it's, it's is, is early. because both yeah. of the teams are sitting that. It's sitting at one and one, and they haven't played each other yet. I won't pound you for that, but well, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I mean, definitely offensively, the Falcons have performed a lot better than the than the Buccaneers have, without a question. But uh, but we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see where uh, where the patriot where uh, the Patriots and and turn the Buccaneers and uh, old Tommy Boy down in Tampa uh, perform yeah. as the season progresses. Uh, switching gears now to the Detroit Lions. I yeah. haven't addressed them yet on this show until 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 right now. They they, <laughs> they stink. They stink. They stink. And and it's not and it's not so much about Matt Stafford. It's just a, Matt Patricia has no business being an NFL head coach. That's right. I said it. Matt Patricia is the worst coach in the NFL mm-hmm. as of right now. And yeah, you, you make the argument he's worse than Adam Gase. He he he's terrible. Okay, this is a man that literally sat up there with the gall, the audacity, the chutzpah, sitting up in a press conference after the week one loss against the Bears. Sitting talking about, well, I, I don't have a problem with with him with uh, managing games in the fourth quarter. You know, I, I call the greatest. Uh, Goal line play in the Super Bowl, referring to Malcolm Butler interception against the Seahawks. Yeah, but here's the catch, Brendan. Okay, a Patricia probably did not call that. It was a genius mm-hmm. Belichick that yeah. called that number one. Number two, number two. If Malcolm Butler doesn't make that play, Matt Patricia, honest to God, probably doesn't even have a yeah. job. <laughs> You're right. It. Number two, number three. Number three, no one gives a crap about you. About super, that was just a, that. was be, that was much more less of the Seahawks and Pete Carroll yeah, and Russell so Wilson and their the stupidity ball. than it was your genius. That's the that's the third thing. Fourth thing is, I love how he highlights that, but in the but in his last ever game as a defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots in uh in Super Bowl Fifty Two. Uh, Brendan, do you remember how many points the Philadelphia Eagles put up against the Patriots? I, don't, I do remember
1: being in time. <laughs> do you remember?
0: They uh they uh put up 41 points, and um, yeah, go ahead, go just ahead. read you go a couple ahead. stats in case you will uh, wanted to know. Uh, Nick mm-hmm. Foles, backup quarterback, okay. 28 for 43, 373 passing yards, and three touchdowns. And Legarrett Blunt, yep. Patriots old running back, 14 carries, and 90 yards, up and a lunch. touchdown, averaging six and a half av- av- averaging six and a half yards of carry. And let Nick Foles on a trick exactly. play catch a touchdown pass, and I got to hear about Ma- oh and I got to hear about Matt Patricia. I mean, are, are you are yeah. you kidding? Are you kidding me now? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, are, you 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 must you must be kidding me, okay? And the and and some of this falls on the Detroit Lions, okay? You fire, mm-hmm. you fire Jim Caldwell. Who, after a nine and seven season, and you replace him with a guy that in two seasons and two games with in points. his third season has has won a has won a has won a combined <laughs> total of nine games, and you fired the guy it's that went nine and. Se- I mean, really. Yeah, but from, a, from a Lions standpoint, you deserve what you get, okay? From a team that's been subject to ineptitude and failure since 1957, you should hit your knees and thank the good Lord every night that you got a coach to lead that sorry, pathetic bunch of a franchise and of a football team to 9-7. and seven. And you replace them with a guy that went that has in his two total seasons, mind you, and two games in his third, a total of nine games. And all oh, going back to Matt Patricia with the whole Malcolm Butler thing and Shebo 49, you know who the Detroit Lions uh, offensive yeah. coordinator is? Daryl Braffle, the same idiot that called that stupid no play for the Seattle <laughs> Seahawks. See, so he wants to sit up here in front of America and project himself like he's Paul Brown talking about why I call the greatest play in the history of the Super Bowl, but, yeah, your offensive coordinator is the same idiot exactly. that called that called play in exactly. that Super Bowl. Like, I, oh, I, shit. Like, like are, you, are you kidding me? You want to make it something to be a genius that you hired the guy that made that stupid play call in, in, for Seattle and Daryl Bevel – and you want me and all the D- and all the long-suffering Detroit Lions fans out there God. to take you seriously as an NFL head it's sad. coach? I mean, it's are really you are sad seriously?
1: Matthew Stafford's career. Like I feel bad. Matt, you
0: know? Matt 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 Patricia has zero business being an yeah, NFL head like, coach. Zero. Mm. zero. I mean, I mean, it's bad, bro. It's. It's it's terrible. It, it's it's absolutely terrible. He has no business. Right. None whatsoever. And can and can you beat the Packers please? You lost to him. Can you good. beat the Packers please? He's right.
1: Matt Patricia's riding off the coattails of a of, of greatness and pretending like he's part of that in some way shape, or form, but really he's just, he, he, he was just a name. Right. And who and, can and, like, and, it's, it's bad.
0: Right. <laughs> And does he have any idea how bell how Bill Belichick's Pretty assistants turn bad. out course, as head coaches? <laughs> out, outside, outside of Brian Flores, who's done a decent job with the Chargers, outside of him, and outside of Bill O'Brien, who's barely yes. keeping his head above water, Patriots uh, head assistant coaches under Belichick do not make good head coaches. Okay. B- Josh McDaniel's was lucky that he had tim tebow with him when he was the head coach of denver he hasn't had a coaching job since okay matt patricia is awful i mean how many assistant coaches charlie weiss what what, i mean how many times i mean just because you are under the hoodies uh influence and under the hoodies rule as far as being his assistant does not necessarily going to make you a good head coach
1: most of the time i'm sorry
0: and (laughs) And it, and it just goes to show that Belichick well, is, is calling all the shots. Okay, do you, do I really think that? Do I really think no. that Matt Patricia called that play? No, it's Bill Belichick is a defensive genius. He called that play. Okay, who do you think who do you think's got more say so when it comes to a play deciding who's going to win the championship? He think Matt Patricia not- or Bill Belichick. Okay. And this is the same Bill Belichick that came up with a, in this game his game plan, Brennan. I don't know if you noticed his game plan to stop the K Gun offense of the Buffalo Bills in 1990 when he was the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator under Bill Parcells for the New York Giants. Do you know that that game plan is sitting in the Hall of Fame as is, we speak? He's a genius and a great defensive. Line. He, he, a, a Hall of Fame game plan. Okay, he called that play, and even if Bill Belichick didn't call the play, it more falls a line on the mm-hmm. stu- on the stupidity of that he has his offensive coordinator Dale Bevel, Pete Kell, and Russ Wilson deciding to call a to call a slant running call the ball. underneath slant pattern <laughs> down 20 28-24 with Marshall Lynch in the backfield. And they decided to throw the ball instead of giving Marshawn Lynch to run the ball to get Seattle, which which would have been and their second straight Super, Super Bowl scored. in a row. It's so, so stupid. En- it so was... enough. Anyways, enough. He, he he nearly scored. He nearly scored on the first play, Brennan. He nearly scored. You go back and watch. He nearly scored on on the first play. We the first thing goal. Um, he nearly about, scored. About
1: uh, Matthew Stafford though, I said that Matthew Stafford isn't a bad quarterback. I think that he's been put in a really bad decision. You remember that? Now now, now, now now I need to know. Why do you think he's not a good
0: playback? Well, because I mean he's gotten the Jordan. short end of the stick and survived. a lot of times in his career. But but I mean and I understand the fantasy stuff I think makes him a little bit overrated because he because he puts up points in garbage time. But I mean I mean let's just let's look at his stats right quick. Let me get my glasses. Let's let's look at the stats right quick. Okay, two thousand and nine his rookie season, okay? He had a fifty-three per- percent completion percentage through for two thousand two hundred and sixty-seven yards, thirteen touchdown passes and twenty interceptions. That's not good. He only played he only played three games in twenty ten, so we will give him a pass on that. 2011, completed 62 percent of his passes through for over 5,000 yards and through 41 pretty touchdowns, good. 16 interceptions. That's okay, so that's, a, so that's a good season. Bad. 2012, 2012, and I think they made it to the playoffs that year in 2011, mm-hmm. too. They lost to the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. 2012, 59, 59% completion percentage, shy of 5,000 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, mm-hmm. 17 interceptions. Not that good. 2013 let's continue. Completion percentage goes down 58%, uh, 29 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. 2014, 2014, 60% completion percentage, okay. 22 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, okay. Uh, and then, so he's 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 uh and 32 touchdown passes. Not bad. Thirteen interceptions, sixty-seven percent. So he's had a couple for being of on the Detroit Lions. Come so on, Jai. He he's, eh. hmm,
1: he's. I don't he, think so. I think eh. that
0: he is in he's the eh. worst possible he's
1: position, eh. and he doesn't have he's the eh. tools to, to
0: perform. <laughs> you, you, you take you take him. I I put it this way. you take him over. You take him over. Trubisky. You take him over. Daniel Jones. You take him over, uh, you take him over. Um, guy, if he wasn't
1: on the Lions,
0: if he was you on take him team, over Teddy Bridgewater, you take him over Sam Darnold. Think, think
1: about it if he wasn't on the, on the yeah. Lions, if he mm-hmm. hadn't been on the Lions for 11 years, if he was on some other team, some other team with stable coaching, one, and secondly. I don't know, Jai. Maybe some receivers to pass to beyond Calvin Johnson for the, the small amount of time that he did have Calvin Johnson and then Golden Tate. Like, I think that he'd probably be pretty good. I think that if he was in a better offense, and also had a better defense, like an actual existing defense that I don't know could stop the ball sometimes. One, he'd win games because I think he's pretty clutch. I've watched him playing clutch time. He's a clutch quarterback. Two, he's, like, he can sidearm the ball. He can throw some of the best of them. And he, he, he has the strength and the power, the arm power, to really perform, Jai. Have you watched some of, like, the throws that he's made? He has, like, all the measurables to succeed. It's, I think it I mostly have. falls on the coaching. I think that most of it falls on unstable coaching and just bad defense, not allowing him to win games, you know? That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I think that he's I think that he's actually
0: Fair. a pretty amazing Fair. generational talent. How do you think the 49ers are going to deal the with injury? no Nick Bosa uh, for the rest of the mm. season? And I think George Kittle's out that in this week, and so is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he's out who's this a, week. Who's too. a
1: backup that had them win a game once? I forgot that dude's name. <laughs> you remember him? Is he
0: even all is he is uh, he even there anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, what was that? Was that yeah, that's a, that's the third swear word, Brenny. Don't 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 get me demonetized here, please. Uh, let me let me see if I can let me see if I can find you. Just as bad as Poo Feshire coming on here and uh dropping f bombs because the people at the Chick fil A drive through are moving fast enough for his liking. Uh let me see. Let me see if I can find that uh find that quarterback. Yeah, game. I know exactly who you're talking about. He had a big game Thursday, Thursday night against the Raiders. Let's see
1: Nick Mullins, right? Thirty-four
0: to Mons? three. Let's see right here. Uh it was C. either Bizarre? him or the CJ kid. Think it was Nick Mons. Let me pull that up right now. It was Survey says Nick Mullins, sixteen for twenty-two, two hundred and sixty-two yeah, passing like yards, it. and three touchdown passes. So there you go. The answer was uh, Nick Mullins. But uh you th- you think the 49ers got a chance to still win the division with how Seattle and and Arizona. How do, card, how do you how do you assess I,
1: honestly I hope Wild that,
0: Card I hope that Nick Mullins was good.
1: <laughs> I know I know it's kind of like a chaotic chaotic thing to say. Um like a chaotic evil thing to say but really I think that I I like the kid I think that he he's humble enough to perform and I think that he like might not have the best career statistics being 13 touchdowns 11 interceptions and CJ McCard might play ahead of him but like they have Kyle Shanahan as their head coach uh, 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 Mike Shanahan, in my opinion, was our real last like great, great coach.
0: Kyle <laughs> um, Shanahan isn't exactly true, a genius seed when it comes to closing um, out games, but you make you
1: know Shanahan isn't bad, and I think that he definitely, as you've seen, he can make it to the playoffs and he can have his team perform. Um, so I, I don't know I, 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 if. I don't. It matters as to who quarter, which quarterbacks playing, and I, I can only think that the best that they can do now, especially with Garoppolo being out for however long, he's going to be out, and Nick Bosa just being gone, because that's a big part of their defense. Um, I can, I can only see them probably right. being like Huge. A wild card push. There's no way that they're going to win the division. That would surprise me if they won the division. One of those quarterbacks is having a great season, and their defense has somebody else outperform what they expected. I, I, but but hey, it shocked me too. Nick Mullins is starting this this game this week, so we'll see. I honestly hope he wins because that'd be really awesome. I like seeing uh, underrated, undrafted quarterbacks go out there and do something crazy. That makes me happy because you know. Who doesn't love an underdog story, you
0: know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Switching gears now, I think to the Chargers and the Chiefs for five minutes. I think the Chargers, fourth and short in overtime with Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's the same thing like we said about the Patriots. You know, you cannot give that – you give that team an inch, they take a mile. You cannot – and on a fourth and short in overtime with Patrick Mahomes sitting there yeah. play conservative and punt the football. You 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 cannot do that. You gotta take your chances and you get and you and you have to go for it. Not, and that's and no fake punt <laughs> nonsense like the Cowboys. No, you gotta Herbert sit up there with good. Herbert. With Herbert who played well in the game. And sit up there, QB Snake, and sit up here and let's try to and let's try to steal this win from the Super Bowl champs. I don't like it that oh, the Chargers went for it on compete, uh on, like, and short on overtime. How like, about you They
1: actually competed with the Chiefs. That's pretty exciting. Like and I think that it really right. shows that there's some flaw I, I think that people will end up looking back at that game film and being like, Wow, this is here are some of the flaws of the Chiefs' offense. And you know how we can possibly break through their defense to try to actually win games, which which would be really nice because I'm not the biggest fan of Mayhomes. Um, so but I always call him Mayhomes.
0: Mahomes, but you keep on calling him Mayhomes <laughs> Mahomes. It's Mahomes. You're the only person in America, Brennan, that calls him <laughs> Mayhomes. It's not his name is spelled M-A-H-O-M-E-S, not M-A-Y. O It's Mahomes. nice? It's Isn't Mahomes. It nice see, see,
1: My see that game be, be close, though? Versus, like, it, 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 it Yeah, and it was. The Chargers putting the points it up first was. as well. Like, he, Mahomes did have, like, a, not a bad game, but he definitely wasn't his best. Like, his passer rating wasn't, at like... Over a hundred, but it wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad either. Um, I think that w- w- what will happen in the future right. is uh, either somebody's going to learn something from watching that game and seeing how they tore through that defense and how they kind of stopped M- Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did it um, from 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 scoring and competing. And there you go. Learn something so they can go out there and beat them. And, you know, the more times the Kansas City Chiefs are beaten and not in freak situations, but, like, actually beaten, beaten, out coached, I think that the closer and closer that legacy of that team or the, the dynasty they're trying to form, right, will slowly go out the window, which I don't know. Right. I really want, like, a dynasty. Yeah. I like when games are. I like when games are interesting and when there isn't a team that just wins, 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 wins every game. Um, So,
0: yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like dynasties. I don't like dynasties unless. I, I don't like dynasties unless it's my own team. That's the way I look at it, you know. If it's the, the only, you know, the team wins back to back, that's fine, you know. I want, I wanted the Seahawks to, I wanted the Seahawks to beat New England uh, a couple years ago, but that, you know, that's fine, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't want a bunch of dynasties, you know. The Patriots, we had the Patriots. That's good enough. Okay, here, what, what, if they want to win this year, fine. Twenty twenty one. Are you okay <laughs> over there? Okay, yeah, you know, you went twenty. You know, if they win twenty twenty one I expect the new champion. Okay. That's 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 how I see it. That's how I am. But um, you know, but again, and the Chiefs, the Chiefs again, they're going to be. I don't know how I got off to the Chiefs. We were talking about the Chargers, but uh, but again, Mahomes is going to play well. Kelsey's going to play well. But it, it says something that that it says something that that defense held the Chiefs to to under twenty points. I mean, if if you're if you're Anthony Lynn and the Chargers, you got to be you got to be proud of that. Yeah. Um. Russell Wilson getting off to the Sunday night game, Russell, and then we'll get and then we'll get to the Monday night game, and then we'll get to yeah. each other's teams, and then we we'll, and then that'll be it. But um, Russell Wilson is is very underrated. I mean, this guy. Goes out there day in and day out, week in, week out, season in, season out, and goes out there and straight out balls. Okay. This man, I mean, he, he, I mean, Brendan, I mean, this stat line's ridiculous. Five 21 touchdowns. for 28, 288 passing yards and five touchdowns and that interception that that interception Catch. wasn't his fault of Greg Olson knew a thing called a uh, catching the football that interception that interception and that seven points off the off the pick six at the beginning of the game doesn't count. But um, we this man has combined in the first two weeks touchdown. of the season has combined Insane. for nine touchdown passes. Yeah, I mean that that that's That's pretty freaking good. And Russell Wilson, outside of your boy Colin Coward, Russell Wilson does not get the national media attention and the love that, that I mean, they're more focused on, on Russell Wilson's children <laughs> and his personal life than he is about Russell Wilson, the football player. Again, you're exactly about Russell Wilson, the football player. And Russell Wilson, the football player, needs to get more love and needs to get more attention. This guy is an absolute stud, an absolute beast. This man, I mean, look, look at the receivers that he has to work with, okay? Doug Baldwin, Doug Baldwin, Paul Richardson. You know, I, D.K. Metcalf's a stud, but he just got there. I mean, look at the... You know, Jimmy Graham wasn't exactly his best in Seattle. I mean, th- this guy goes out there and works with mediocre wide receiver talent. Hasn't you know? They had to bring Marshawn Lynch back for Christ's sakes with the running yeah. back because all their running backs last year were on IR. You know, and their running back position's kind of been iffy ever since Marshawn Lynch retired. You know, Golden Tate. I mean, these. I mean, with a bunch of with a bunch of uh, wide receivers that they somehow by by a stroke of God. Uh, plug into the system and it works. And Russell Wilson just goes out there night in, night out, game in, game out, season after season. And he complete plays and he complete just goes out and balls and plays his ass off. And it's just so impressive how he just goes out there and he just performs, 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 performs. <laughs> performs and, he's, and he's consistent too, very consistent. And he, and he plays and he nope. plays in a conference that is no cakewalk. Packers. Okay, Packers, not a cakewalk. Rams, Rams also, the Rams, as of recent memory, have given them fits. Okay, the 49ers, the 49ers gave him fits when he had Kaepernick and Harbaugh. A couple, you know, about when he first got into the league, they fell off for a little bit, and now the 49ers are right back up Boy, there with being the uh, the Seahawks' arch nemesis and the NFC West. Right, yeah, and the NFC West. And, as, and then, the, and good. then the Cardinals were good for, and then the Cardinals were good at the yep. same time the Seahawks were, and two. Well, they are now, but back when mm-hmm. back when Arians was the coach and they had Carson Palmer as their quarterback in 2014, 2015. So he's going up, right? He's going up against competition, the NFC, and then of course with the Saints, right? Yeah, and then the pan, and then when the Panthers were good, and then when the Falcons, when they. Were a perennial top tier NFC team when they went to. I mean, he's going up against against very good competition and talent every single year, every single season. And he, mm. and and what is stat wise, he never disappoints. He never disappoints, and he goes out there and he and he just plays his and he just plays his butt off every single time he goes out there. And Russell Wilson, very underrated among. I mean, Bill Belichick said it perfectly. Very underrated amongst his peers. Very underrated. Doesn't get talked about enough with the media. I understand Patrick Mahomes is a phenomenal talent, but if yeah. Russell Wilson to retire would, would to retire tomorrow, you'd put him into yeah. a Hall of Fame. If Patrick Mahomes would right right. If Patrick Mahomes were no to call it quits after tomorrow, he ain't making into a Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. But I, I I gotta I gotta I gotta see more. He's a young talent, tremendous football player, everything. no, one's questioning that. But my goodness gracious, <laughs> can we calm down on Padgett Mahomes before we put him into the Hall of Fame and calling him the next Tom terrible. Brady and give like, some like love I to Wilson place?
1: My Mahomes goodness, is, isn't as proven as everybody's saying he is. He's in the same exact position Lamar Jackson is in, and you guys are putting him up there as like one of the one some of the best in the league when they have great systems working around them and actually decent coaches as well. Like I know that Russell Wilson might have a good semi good coach. Um, But come on, look at it. Look at it. Look at the people he's playing with though. Look at the O line that he has. Like, like, yeah, he's, he's, he played, he out, he outplays and he's really great. And he's always been like not expected to do much. Wasn't he drafted in like the fourth round or something? insane
0: he, he in the I, end, yeah he was like not elect, he was not a high draft pick. which is
1: like sm- that's small for a quarterback like kyler murray i think is the only quarterback in the nfl but smaller than him that is playing at the moment um he he i i think originally a lot of people didn't expect he be around nearly as long as he has been and he's constantly outperformed. he's one of the best passers in the league and there's no debate like look at his stat lines just period and look at the games that he's won and look what he's done for the seattle seahawks franchise throughout his career exactly
0: he's come he's completely turned them around he 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 is he is the greatest player i Steve Largent, Steve Largent, and Walter Jones, goodbye. I think he so. is the greatest player to ever put on a Seahawks uniform. Yeah, I man, it, it, it's, it's, he is so consistent. I mean, the way he pulls rabbits out of a hat. I mean, the play, one of the plays I remember when I think of Russell Wilson as a football player, I think about that playoff game that he played against Minnesota, where the yep. temperatures were like twenty-five degrees below zero in that playoff game where he essentially got chased back. No, what? no, the ball was snapped by him. Russell Wilson picked up the football, ran it around about 30 yards behind a line of scrimmage in circles, avoiding the, the Viking pass rush, and threw a Hail Mary up in the middle of the field. And by some miracle, I think he found Doug Baldwin in the middle of the field for a huge completion that got him a first down and kept the drive moving at, at a pinnacle point in the game. I mean, my good. That if you want to talk about championship, Hall of Fame worthy quarterbacks, that's it right there. That and 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 the drive and he and again, I just got finished killing them with the interception. Uh, Malcolm Butler and Super Bowl, but that drive. You don't want to talk about tremendous poise and presence in the game. He, yeah. all he had to do was just close the deal and give it to Marshawn Lynch, and that would have been, a, and that would have been a a, a a Super Bowl winning drive we we talk about for generations to come. I mean, this guy just goes out there and just performs day after day. time, after time. And I granted, I, I I'm not as enthusiastic about Russell Wilson as I am now because my, because my brother drives me crazy as Russell Wilson this Russell Wilson that waxes <laughs> poetic waxes poetic about him to the point where I'm vomiting. He's great, but you know, but I'm, i but I, I got to be honest. I, mean, I can see why he I can see why he goes crazy over him. I mean, if if you were to tell me right now what quarterback would I rather have? Uh, give me, I tell you something. Lamar and Lamar and Patrick are, are great and all their dynamic and that. But give me Russell Wilson. Give me a team with Russell Wilson as my quarterback. You give me Michael. You give me Michael Thomas. You give me Michael Thomas. You give me a healthy AJ Green who's not who doesn't drop fifteen thousand passes in a game. And I'll get to him in a minute. Give me him. Give me AJ Green. Give me a Gronk in his prime at tight end. And give me and give me a, an Alvin yeah. Kamara at running back. And you guys just have a pretty decent offense. I mean, my uh, he's such a phenomenal talent. Russell Wilson is, and he should get more love, and it's a shame that he doesn't. And I tell you something right now: if Russell Wilson can can. can can continue to play the way he has been playing and the Seahawks defense keeps their head above water and the players around Russell Wilson can can continue to play off the snuff. It would not shock me, especially with all these injury, injuries happening to the 49ers. I'm, a not a, and I'm not exactly 110% sold on the Packers and mm. the Saints might be iffy with Drew think, Brees think, and, and that's that scenario. That the Seahawks could make the Super Bowl. Uh, they I could make know. the Super Bowl. I really Bowl. believe in Brees. I think that Brees is pretty
1: amazing. I think that like, if, we're, if we're comparing I, mean, like, uh, I think that Russell Wilson is definitely more dynamic but if you're looking for a pure passer Breeze, Breeze, Breeze outperforms him every day of the week um, but that's because like, people like Breeze and Phillip Rivers like, they're the best historical passers of all time um, R- Russell Wilson is like he's not that type of quarterback he's a passing quarterback that can run and can move around the pocket he's right. mobile so it just makes him different, and you right. can see that in his stats. Um, so, yeah, and he definitely is is developing great, and he, he does some insane stuff that those pocket passers could never do as well. So uh, not shitting on him at all. Um, oof. Uh, but, yeah. Yep, four, right?
0: <laughs> so that's another one. Yeah, that, that's that's Four. That's for, and I got for the, again, you, you, you and professor, right yeah. I understand, you know, you, uh, yeah. and, and who am I to critique about the, about the profanity, but you know, I, I may have to change this to explicit content permanently. Cause I, I, I try to tell you, you know, I, I'm not trying to get demonetized over here and it's about, that's about, oh, that's you about uh $4 that you, that you guys, uh, you four, five for you total. He owes me about three for dropping f bombs, screaming and ding. yelling about traffic. But here you go, that's two, three, and then that's four. So, four dollars in the swear jar for Brennan. Keep it moving, okay? Yes, uh, the Monday night game, and then we'll get to our individual teams. Saints and Raiders recap. Saints and Raiders mm-hmm. recap. When it comes uh, to Drew Brees, who did not play well in the game. Granted, no Michael Thomas, but boy, I, whether it was age, I don't know what it was. Drew Brees did not play well. That defense led. Uh, that defense led. Uh, it was surprising. Derek was Carr surprised. looked like uh, Ken Stabler in the game. Uh, not, not a, not, not a, not a good performance under any circumstances. By, uh, the, by the New Orleans Saints at all. I mean, you thought that the Saints were, you know, they got themselves a nice early lead to begin the game. Well, you know, all the, you know they're the Saints. You know, they're just going to coast their way to victory. Not so because they lost the game 34-24. Drew Brees, you know, made like one pass, made like one pass further than five yards in the game. Derek Carr, pull up his stats right here. 28 for 38, 284 yards and three touchdown passes. Josh Jacobs went crazy. 27 rushes, 88 yards on the ground while wow. that tight end Darren Walker, 112 receptions, 100 105 yards and a touchdown. And before y'all go crazy running, you know, going to your uh, fantasy free agent pool to get uh to get on um, Waller. To get Darren Walker, you honestly think even if the Raiders do win the win, right? You you are, even if the Raiders do win the game, you honest, you honest to God, think that Bill Belichick is going to let him uh, no twelve right. catches, one hundred and five yards? Not a chance in America. So, uh, even if the Raiders do win the game, he, he ain't catching 12, 12 balls for one hundred and five receiving yards. You you can surprising. bet the house on that. But the Saints just did not play well in the game. Alvin Alvin Kamara couldn't get anything going offensively. He also was their leading receiver, which is a problem. It's just if it, it was an all-around bad performance Sorry. on the part of New Orleans. Sorry, Saints. somebody just,
1: somebody knocked on the door. I was like, "How are you doing?" I was like, "I'm all, I'm having a podcast right now." <laughs> um but... <laughs> No, no. They, but yeah, they, the they,
0: Saints
1: they, uh, the Saints
0: did not play well on Monday night.
1: They really dropped the ball. And I was surprised Breeze didn't really have that great of a game. Like, But also I, I think that Breeze is gaining up there in, in age um, and I think that like his, he's going to slowly, slowly get worse as time goes on. And he's aged like kind of like a fine wine, but he he's going to have these games. He's going to begin having them. It's just an inevitability. That's the reason why he's looking to retire soon. Um, from what I know anyways. Exactly. Right. Um, with the MB with the NBC think, job, correct. Honestly, like not as not as worst game ever won. And two obviously they didn't perform to the level that they normally would, but like Michael Thomas is a big part of their offense. And him not being out there definitely had an effect on how they had their game plan and strategize. Um and Derek, I'm surprised Derek Carr actually had like a good game. Like he played good. He played good. No, nah, nah, it's fine. He, he off, played good. And sorry about that. I, I, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for him because I haven't seen him play all that well like in the past two years. Two, three years, you know? Uh, so, I don't know. The Raiders are 2, yeah. two, two and o. Um, That's surprising. Who would, who would have expected that? Going into the season, two 0 yeah, no, no, no way. So um, I wouldn't have, and I wouldn't have. I think that the Saints still going to make a playoff push. I think that's just an inevitability. They're the Saints. Look at the freaking players they have. They'll strategize to win. This win will have an effect on how they play these next games, though. And right. you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe the maybe maybe the Raiders have a chance, chance, chance to. <laughs> In some way, shape, or that, it'll be competitive.
0: Who oh, no. knows? Remains remains. Well, they ha- yeah. they got to beat the Patriots if they if they want a chance. They got to beat the Patriots yeah. on Sunday. Oh. Uh, going to oh. our teams, I'll do yours first because because you're the guest. Um, yeah. What what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on your team? They they were they were bad against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are are. <laughs> Going to be the most improved football team this season. They show some. They showed some grit. They showed some fight against the Eagles. What? What are your thoughts on uh, on your favorite NFL football tomorrow, team so after the good. first two <laughs> weeks of the season?
1: I, I think that will. I think that that'll help us immensely. <laughs> um, that helps. I'd be surprised if we lost that game. I'd be really upset too. Um, Haskins isn't bad, but he isn't good um, either. He's like. In this middling area right now, I think that he'll, as he gains momentum over right. time, like he did last season, he'll play better and better. But he hasn't made a stupid mistake yet, really. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's good for not yet. A totally quarterback. Been too quarterback He only started playing like what halfway through last season. Uh, he's not. Bad and honestly, he has a lot of arm talents too. They he's went upwards as well. His passer rating improved, his yards, um, and his yards per pass improved last game. And he had he's only had two touchdowns, which is not good, right? But like, bro, he hasn't had an interception yet. And he's working with our offense, which really doesn't have great wide receivers like outside of Stevenson's and Terry McLaren. Like, by the way, Terry McLaren's insane. I'm not going to say that he isn't. He really doesn't have like that talent to get him to yes. the next level. Uh and our running backs uh are a, a mishmash of a new rookie. We have uh, Antonio Gibson, I believe is his name. Uh in the backfield and then we have um a, the, uh, a dude from um he's our he's our goal line back. He used to play on the Bucks last year. Um is his, his name slips slips my mind? Uh, let me look, uh, look it up. Uh, but he, he's played okay, I guess, at the goal line. He had like two touchdowns, um, his the first game, the first game, which was, which was nice. Uh, yeah, Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber. And then we have Rice Love and JD McKissick. JD McKissick's actually not bad. I think that we need to give him more carries because, uh, he was like our most explosive running back last game. Um, And I know that he's mostly like a third down back, but honestly like he probably wouldn't do bad in a starting back position as long as we try to take care of him and don't turn him into like a Chris Thompson, which he also had a good game last week. Don't turn him into a Chris Thompson where like we have him constantly run the ball because he's our best back, but also he's small as hell. And uh, if he gets hit, if he he gets hit, he's going to get hurt. So You
0: run him into the – Yeah. Yeah, Um, run into the ground. Running
1: back by committee, I still think it was a huge, huge mistake to not have AP this season. I think that if we were to have AP, we we would have won the game last week. I know it sounds stupid and insane to say, but genuinely, with a good back like him in the backfield, it takes pressure off of Haskins to have to throw the ball as much as he has to. And allows for people like Terry McFarland to get open because we have such a threat back there that, like, people are scared of. Just nobody's scared of Peyton Barber or Antonio Gibson. Like, nobody even knows who they are. Or or even J.D. McKissick. Though Some people know who J.D. McKissick is. But, like, nobody's scared of them. That doesn't bring fear into the hearts of another player or another team. Which is the reason why, like, we were kind of shut down last week we really didn't perform in that game we they, they got up and we never had a chance to really come back and Ron Rivera didn't really try to come back which was really surprising it felt like he kind of laid down and died and was like okay on to the next week which surprised me but also we did lose Brandon Scherf um which is like he's our best guard and also like probably he's, he's gonna be bad soon within the next like three four weeks but he got hurt pretty bad and that, pretty bad for our team because he's like our, our starting right guard and he's like a big part of our running uh, offense and pass offense as well. So, like, he might have just stopped trying as much just to try to prevent the hurt from continuing <laughs> and more injuries piling up because uh, historically, we are like one of the most injured teams of the uh, 2010s. So, uh, yeah. It, we, I, I think that at least our comeback with the right. definitely proves we can be a team and we're not in the competitive division really. So like if we keep playing the way we can play and if we, our defense, especially by the way, our defense is great. And our defense can keep playing the way that they're playing and nobody gets hurt with all of our first round draft picks on the line. And then our cornerback is actually playing pretty good. We still have a hole at safety though. Don't know who's going to fill that, but uh, Cameron curl, maybe. Um, we could make a playoff run. Um, I, hopefully we win the division. I'd be really happy if we won the division, but we're only two weeks in. So I can't really tell you if that's feasible or not. This, this game this week will really prove if we have the gall and the ability to make it because we're playing against a crap team, The, the, the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns. They're not like great. Although um, mm-hmm. I do like Baker Mayfield, but that's besides the fact they're not going to be like uh, they're not. They shouldn't win against us with the talent <laughs> that they have. So, um, I I I I, I guess that this game right. will really prove if like we have the ability to put things together and like play offense offensively because our offense really hasn't moved the ball that great. Huh? Yeah. Okay. My opinion is on the Redskins. Yeah. <laughs>
0: know yeah and know and it'll also prove from a Brown standpoint you know whether of consistency you know if they haven't you know this they when they play you guys on Sunday it'll be there you know with a what a yep. a ten day layoff since since the Thursday night game when they beat us, and I'll get to the Bengals aspect of that in a minute but you know, it'll be proof. It'll prove. It'll prove to me and you, and mm-hmm. just the football fan watching in general. You know, can the Browns be consistent? You know, can they beat? Can they beat? You know, the division doormats and the Bengals not play a game for 10 days and then come right and then come back on the you know their next game the following Sunday guns blazing and strike while the iron is hot and and make Mayfield make plays down the field keep keep drives alive, keep the browns in the game and just and make big plays and so from a brown standpoint it the browns have to prove to us have to prove to America that they can be consistent because you know the Redskins, like you said, they got plenty of talent, especially on the defensive side of the football. But yep. you know this is a team that's that's also projected to be in the doormat of their respective position. And the Browns are thinking playoffs. And if you're thinking playoffs, you cannot under any circumstances lose a game happen. at home just to uh, let it to, uh, to Washington. Just you just can't. You can't
1: do
0: it. Just let it happen. <laughs> Switching gears now <laughs> switching gears that last thing to my mm. football team, and we'll get to the Browns game in a minute. But uh but with my team and and, and the Bengals first two games, first off, with Burl's debut a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away against uh, the against the LA Chargers. Uh Burrow in my eyes, that last drive. Let me first of all let me just give you an overview of the game. Defense I thought our defense was going to be good until the Browns game. Until the Browns game happened, it just pr- proves that in an offense led by uh, Tyrod Taylor, you're not going to get very far. But the defense had a couple of clutch stops in the Charger game. They stopped the, they stopped the Chargers on fourth down twice. Good goal line stands. They stopped the Chargers on a third and one late in the fourth quarter to get the ball back in Burrow's hands. First game of the season, they played good overall. They made pl- penalties in a game that cost his field position, have to play better, of course, against the run, and I'll emphasize that later uh, in just a couple minutes offensively has to do a better job protecting the football. Mixon had a fumble that you can't make under any circumstances that could have cost us, that cost us points. Burl with the boneheaded asinine uh, interception, uh, just shuffling, you know, I don't know oh. what he was trying to do on that play. He just shuffles the football and it goes right into the charges, defenders yeah, yeah. hands. Guys, Offensive yeah. line, of course, is a major, is a major liability at, is a major issue. A.J. Green, A.J. Green, they missed him. Uh, had to settle for three midway through the third quarter when A.J. Green was wide open in the end zone. Over through A.J. Green, Burrow. I understand he's a rookie on all the and all of the circumstances. He has to be able to make that throw. Make the you know A.J. Green has to be there to catch that ball uh burrow great last drive showed great poise great confidence didn't see granted there was no fans they didn't have that roar and the and feeling the vibe and the energy of a crowd that would that could have thrown him off but for what it was worth he had great he had great poise had great i mean it almost felt like like during that drive america's eyes America's eyes was not watching uh, was not what, and I know the Buccaneers Saints game was probably over or not even over, as in like clock at triple zero. That game was probably decided at that point. But at least when I looked at my Twitter feed, it almost was like every single sports related Twitter you know Twitter uh, profile that I follow. That person was that person was watching the Bengal game, and that Bengal game was only a event- yep. now either a lot of people now red zone. Of course, that's how I was able to watch that drive was through red zone because red zone was documenting it, you know, minute by minute, play by play, down by down. But either. Either uh, either everyone in America had red zone, More, pe- a lot of people were in Los Angeles, a lot of people were in Cincinnati, or a lot of people have the Rec TV Sunday ticket or uh, have your little uh, NFL streams uh, shindig to watch the game because it seemed like America's eyes was on Burrow during that last drive, and he showed great poise. He was calm, cool, It's really what you'd want from a first from a first round, uh, first overall pick in a draft. That's a Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. He 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 on, he proved he proved to America for that drive that he it was worth the number one overall pick. He was worth tanking for, and he had a great <laughs> last drive. I'm not. I didn't scream about in case you in case you didn't know, Brendan. I didn't scream about A.J. Green's offensive pass interference. He did push off letter of the law he did I'm not going to scream and yell about that even though had that not not happened he would he caught the ball with yep. his toes and bounds we would have won the Oof. game seven seconds if so would have caught the game one in touchdown yeah I heard. Randy Bullock Randy Bullock has to make that he' has no excuse okay he may he made a bunch of field goals in that game that 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 was important. Thirty-one yard field goal chip shot. That's less, you know an extra points. Thirty-three yards. That. This he kick was thirty-one him. yards. You have he, to make that kick on, on no excuse under you know? any circumstances. Well. Uh-uh. Well, I don't. Well, considering considering that he was a go, not even a full week so? later for the Browns game, I, I I think I think he was faking that crap. I got I got to be honest with you. Considering considering that he was a full go and had no injury issues, you know, kicking off, extra points, field goals in the Brown game, you know, and what you know, the Brown game yeah. wasn't the next Sunday. That that Brown game was literally later in that calendar week, you know. Yeah, yeah, the, you know the game. The Charger game was Sunday. They played the Browns later that week on Thursday night. So, so and and it wasn't like they had to travel, a, a, you know, Cincinnati to Cleveland. I mean, give me a break. So I Bullock, I screamed and yelled about that on all the social media and on this show. I, I mentioned something about it. Burrow gave himself a D plus. You know, if Joe Burrow is his harshest critic, we're in good shape. Um getting to the Browns game offensive line was abysmal. No running game to speak of whatsoever. I mean it was Mixon uh, I and I and I listen, I understand offensive line is terrible. When Joe Mixon rushed for over a thousand yards last year with the same offensive line, ain't that ain't that many changes from last year's roster to this year's. I understand we got, you know, the quarterback position is different, but this, for the most part, and AJ Green's back healthy, thank God, and Tyler Eifert isn't there, but the, the, the roster ain't, ain't that different from what it looked like in 2019. So I don't know what Mixon's reasoning is and what's the cause of his poor running game, but it has to change. Uh Wide receiver had dropsies. I mentioned earlier in the program, AJ Green. You know he was targeted about thirteen times in the game. Only had about three to five catches, whatever it was. He has to be able to make those catches. You know, AJ. I understand how. I understand injury and everything else. But when you when you are AJ Green. When healthy, one of the top 10 best wide receivers in all of football and you're and you're healthy, you're on the field and playing. You got to be able to make those catches, especially when he made one heck of a catch that didn't count at the beginning of the game on the opening drive when he made that stupendous catch. Uh, On an absolute dot thrown by thrown by Bro at the beginning of the game, he has he can't drop that many passes. And I understand Bro, it wasn't exactly perfect in the game either. But your AJ Green got to be able to catch those. You got to be able to catch those uh, those passes. CJ Zoma torn torn Achilles. That sucks. Um, you know, placing Tyler Eifert. He, you know, he's thrown into the spotlight as number one wide receiver. He tears his Achilles. That's going to hurt. Bro, not having that tight end target to rely upon. Um, and the defense was absolutely horrendous we can't tackle Brandon we can't stop the run in any circumstance we give up way 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 too many big plays on third on third downs got to get off the field we can't get off the field we allow our opponents to continue to drive and to continue to march down the field I don't know what it is about our defense but our defense doesn't like stopping our opponents you know when it's third and five third and eight and they're on territory they'd rather let them get all the way down to the one inch line third and goal then they said oh let's play defense and let's play defense now and then they and then they stop the offensive uh attack and they force him to kick a field goal and i'll tell you something right now brennan i'll let you yeah. rebuttal and then i'll be the and then i'll be at the be the end of it and thank you for coming on um if we if we do not protect joe burrow we we do not stand a chance at winning a damn thing if we do not value the quarterback position as, as, as what i said last saturday you know you know, when when it when it's when in life, you know, when you got assets, you know, some people's biggest asset it's their house, it's their car, it's their children, whatever it might be. When you have your most expensive, or your most valuable asset that's in that's and you know, and you were blessed with the opportunity yeah. to, to to have that as your own, you gotta protect it and you gotta take care of it. Whether it's a house, you <laughs> gotta make sure Home security is taken order. You got good locks on your doors, gates, ADT, Ring, whole nine yards. When it's your children, you got to feed them, bathe them, take care of them. Make sure that they're getting everything that they need. Whether it's a car, you got to make sure you get the oil changed. You're giving it the right amount of gas. Make sure that the tire pressure is in order. Make sure that the rims look nice. You keep the car clean, fresh and dandy. You keep the inside of the you keep the inside of the car clean. You don't crumbs and trash and a whole lot of other junk and garbage you take care of it joe burrow is the bengal's greatest asset and what you do with an asset when you are blessed with the opportunity to have to maintain and have possession of and, that asset uh, really you got to take care it. of it and you got to protect it like a house you got to protect it and because because of because of exactly if you know if, what what good is having a nice million dollar mansion if you don't bother to protect it, whether it's hiring security guys Getting a ring or ADT people out there, or getting or getting a gate like the you know, like the like the celebrities do, and get yourself a nice old, uh, get yourself a nice big old uh, iron gate, you know, because to, so to, to keep person. yourself secluded and to keep Makes yourself you safe from the outside people. So you know what what good right, exactly, you know what 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 you know what good is having a nice what good is having a nice BMW if you don't make sure that the oil is, is, is kept up, is kept up the snuff and you, and you don't wash it and you let the tires get. Well, what good is that? You know what's good. What is the good of having a franchise quarterback and Joe Burrow who has already proved two games through the season? You know, he set the record for the most completed passes, you know, for a rookie, you know, he's up there and he's already in the record books, no preseason. OTAs, hold, you know, and it's, everything's been all shuffled and all out of whack because of COVID, and he's already setting setting, and breaking records, and he's already proven to you that he was worth tanking for and getting that first-round overall pick. But uh, but again, what good is having him if you don't bother to protect him? And if the Bengals do not protect him and do not protect and value their their best, most important, vital, yeah, valuable asset, sad, by the way, they will Bryce ruin him like the coach of and Andrews. He's
1: in his spot. <laughs> Funny.
0: Welcome back to the Amatella is podcast. Switching gears down to the NBA, but this song, one of the greatest songs of all time, in my honest opinion, and and I br- play that song coming back uh, from the break because this it's there earlier this past week, the twenty third, which was on Wednesday, marks the it marked the twentieth anniversary. Of the release of the release date of uh, the great Disney, uh, and yes, that was a Disney movie. Uh, You can make the argument that's one of the greatest live-action Disney films of all time. But uh, when the great movie, greatest football movie of all time, there's no comparison. There's no debate. Greatest football movie of all time, and remember, the Titans was released on uh, was released on September the. September the 23rd, 2000. And 20 years later, that movie is still a classic and one of the all time greatest uh, movies that you're ever going to watch. But switching gears now to the NBA, who last couple of shows we've kind of deserted, um, for lack of a better term, we've deserted from uh, with, the, with the conference finals. Um, both series are 3 1 game. Game five tonight between the Lakers and the Nuggets at the time I'm recording this September, uh, September the 26th. Uh, but the but I mean the the, the Lakers are not going to lose. Uh, they're not, not going to lose uh, and make this and make this series those seven games. Not LeBron James and Lawson. They're not, not going to lose three one. That's just that's just not going to happen. So uh, even if if the series ends tonight or if it ends or if it ends uh, later next week, you know, th- th- this series is done. You can pretty much crown the, La- crown the Lakers as the uh, as, uh, Western Conference champions. Uh, they've played well in this series. Um, let me just read you the scores from their last game that they played game four. Anthony Davis, what a performance he had! Thirty-four points, five rebounds, three assists. Jamal Murray had a hell of a performance, too, putting up thirty-two points in that game. Uh, Thursday night, Tuesday night, the game before that, Nuggets—they're only winning the series 114-106. LeBron James had thirty points, but uh, had thirty points in the game. Granted, but the uh, Nuggets—they just kept—they uh, kept, they kept um, just kept on scoring. Um, and it also didn't help when well, LeBron James turned over the foot, led the team in turnovers with with six turnovers in the game, and uh, and Rajon Rondo and he was in the game and played thirty minutes. He turned over the ball four times. You turn over the basketball, you're not going to win. Uh, you're not going to win yourself a fair share of basketball games. Uh, Grant had put up twenty six points. Jokic put up twenty two points. He had Murray, of course, put up twenty eight points. Morris coming off the bench from fourteen. And uh, well, this is honestly what it comes down to. We have two players, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Put are the only two players that put that managed to put up more than twenty points. You're going to lose the game. Granted, LeBron put up thirty points, but you need. But you know, at times like this, you know, the Lakers need a little bit more production from the guys that aren't named Anthony Davis and LeBron James, um, who well, are the only guys that put up more than 20, 25 points. Anthony Davis had 27 points. LeBron James had 30 points. While you look at the Nuggets, they had, they had three guys uh, get 20 points or more, which ended up being the difference as they won 114 to 106. Lakers should put should uh, take care of business and put away the Nuggets for the season, had that, who's had a tremendous season, coming back down from 3-1 in these playoffs as many times as they did is something... That uh, is something is something to behold, and it's something special, and something that should be appreciated. Granted, it'd be more impressive if if they weren't in a central standard location that is the NBA bubble, but um, but it's still impressive nevertheless. Um, excuse me. Um, the Heat and the Celtics that series is going to go. Uh, that series is going to go six games, as the Miami is up three two, had a chance to put away the game last night. But Miami, who did not, but Miami, who did not play well collectively, um, and then of, and Tyler Hero, the guy that everyone was waxing the poetic, put it ready to put into the Hall of Fame after uh, after Game Four with the phenomenal performance as a twenty year old that he had. Everyone was ready to put him into the Hall of Fame, and boy did he come back down to earth, putting up uh, only fourteen points at the end uh, when Game Five was all said and done. Um, and then, of course, you had Jimmy Bullard, who didn't play well as well, put in, only scoring 17 points. Dragic fouled out. And he had 23 points. Jake Crowder only put up 14 points. Adebayo, Bam Adebayo only put up 13 points in the game, so not a very effective offensive off of scoring night for uh, the Miami Heat. Jason Tatum put up 31 points for the Celtics. And, uh, listen, when I look back on this game, I, I look. This is this is what I think. Okay, this just me me alone talking. I look at it like this: If you have a chance to put a team away, and you have a chance to put the nail in the coffin, and to uh, and to basically send send a team home, why bother Why bother wasting your time and farting around and let and give a team a sense of false hope? I think that he's going to get it done, whether it's in a game six or in a game seven. Granted, the Celtics have won a Game Seven. The Heat haven't uh, played a Game Six this entire playoff run, let alone a Game Seven. But I mean, if you're if you're the Miami Heat, you know you're up three one. You got You got to put them away. You got to put them away. And it's just, and that's and that's and that's and at least for me when I watch these games, that's the number one thing that bothers me. You know these teams. You know these teams let uh, let let their opponents hang around way too long, way 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 too long in these games. And then they it's almost as if like they come into the game like, well, we're up three one, we're up three one, we're up to, you know we're up three one, we're up three zero, and let's 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 you know what the boys. I know we've played well and we've uh, we've kept our foot on our necks. The majority of the series, and we've proven we've proven to ourselves and to them and to America that we're a better team, but you know what let's just take an off night tonight we'll shoot crappy shots we'll turn over the ball nine million times we won't be it we won't be able to throw the ball into the ocean when it comes to shooting the basketball is concerned we'll let the, we'll let them uh, we'll let them go crazy offensively and we'll come right back at you know two days later and we'll beat them and we'll beat them and we 'll beat them then. I I don't understand the philosophy of doing that. Why bo- why bother in giving a team a sense of false hope or give a team an edge or give give a give a basketball team any amount of momentum or hope or anything? Why why bother? You know, you got them down, finish them off. You know, so I, I just I just I don't understand I don't understand the point of uh, I don't understand the point of just letting teams just lag around and just and it's, I, I don't understand it. You know when you put them away, we have a chance to put them away. Put them away, simple. You know up three zero up three one put them away. You don't fart around. You don't fart around. You do you don't you don't waste time. You don't waste time. Got, you got them down. You got them right where you want them. You finish the deal. You don't fart around. You don't waste time, and you don't and, and giving it and giving your opponent a sense of a sense of urgency or a sense of, or a sense of uh, or a sense of false hope and thinking that they can come back. And we all know good and well that they're not the better team. So I just they got to put them away. Heat have have one more chance to put the Celtics away in Game Six on Sunday night. I think the Lakers will take care of business and will be hoisting the Western Conference Finals trophy at the end of Saturday night against uh, against the Nuggets, who have had a very, 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 very good and impressive and historic season. But when it comes to LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, it's uh, it's, it's, it's pretty much a done deal when um, when they're up uh, when they're up three one. I mean anything can happen. Don't get me wrong. And if there's any NBA team that's proven or had, that has proved that they are not afraid of, of the, of the three, one challenge, just these nuggets, but to do it, what a third straight time in a row is very, 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 very difficult to accomplish. And against the, and they just don't have enough. They don't have the LeBron James, Anthony Davis firepower. I mean, and there's no shame in that. They've had a phenomenal season a historic season, you know, and, when they go back to uh, when they go back to Denver, they can go back to Denver with their heads held high. But it's just it's it's, it's Lebron James, you know. And you know it's like what Charles Barkley said in Last Dance. You know, he said, like, "I got no shame in saying that I lost to the greatest, that is Michael Jordan, and the greatest of of uh, of this generation, of this time and era of NBA basketball." the Michael Jordan of this generation is LeBron James. And you say you got no shame in losing to LeBron James. You know, I'd rather, I'd, ra- I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, lose to LeBron James, you know, in the conference finals than get knocked around and lose to a team that I that I know that we should have beaten. That isn't that, that, you know, that isn't necessarily, you hear teams say this all the time, it isn't necessarily better than us. They just found a way to, they just found a way to beat us on that particular time on that occasion. But, uh, but that's where, that's where are in the Western Conference, Eastern Conference last night. Again, Heat should have put them away. They didn't, they got outscored 41 to 25 in the, in the third quarter. And uh even he got outscored 41 to 25 in the third quarter and that was the deciding uh, that was a deciding factor in the game um, but I my apologies I should, you know I started online yes online college uh, University of Maryland global campus last week and my mother's birthday so that's why I didn't get a midweek episode out for you guys last week um, I plan on doing that this week especially not only to recap the NFL but also. Uh, preview NBA finals and I haven't mentioned it essentially since football started but of course the baseball players are starting up uh, going to be starting up on the uh, on Tuesday so I want to get a uh, I also want to get a um, uh, I also want to get um, some shows done to preview uh, to preview the NBA the NBA finals and of course preview the MLB playoffs as well so expect an episode from me recap the NFL you know how I do it um, whether I, I try to shoot for an episode on Tuesday try to shoot for an episode for you guys on Tuesday and we'll touch on NBA'll we'll touch on MLB playoffs recap week two of the NFL and uh, and hopefully we will have the conference finals finished so I can preview the NBA finals come Tuesday for you guys take a break. Week three of the National Football League. I plan to say about that right after this. To the back, VIP, drinks on me. Let me see what she's working with. Look at those hips. But you make me smile. Go ahead, child. Welcome back to the AMA. Tell like a TIS podcast. Switching gears now. Back to the at National Football League. It's week three. Got lots to talk about as far as week three of the National Football League is concerned. Um, three games. Y'all know how I like to do it. Finally got some good games, good slate of games. Week three, we got two good games on Sunday. Of course you got, uh, whatever, you know, you're also into the game of, you know, in which your, your favorite team's playing. So of course mine also at throwing Bengals and Eagles for Brendan, uh, Washington and, uh, Cleveland Ravens fan, of course is one of the best games, not even over the weekend because the best game of week of week three is on uh best game of week three is going to be played on Monday night you know the and this game has potential to be what uh what what uh what chiefs and Rams was in November two thousand eighteen and you remember how great of a Monday night football game that was one of the best most competitive exciting Monday night football games in recent memory um and, and it's good that you know we get the good you know it's about time we get some good Monday night football games uh on on the slate instead of you know snooze fests like Steelers and giants uh-uh. um but the three games y'all know how I like to do it the best get the best game of the afternoon, in my opinion, at least should be on paper is cowboys and seahawks Seahawks, one of the a handful of teams in the nFL undefeated still at two and I mentioned uh, we of course talked about. With Brendan earlier in the program, with uh, with their win on Sunday night, what a tremendous uh, goal line stand defensively. Uh, it was Seattle against Cam Newton and the Patriots. You know, if you Bill Belichick, you, you, you know everyone in, and everyone in America knew that they were going to let uh, that they were going to let Cam Newton. I mean, he I think he scored twice on that. Side. I know he at least scored once. You know, he essentially walked into the end zone. Uh, for one of the touchdowns earlier in the game, running the football out of that power formation with you know it's goal line, but Cam's in the shotgun. But I mean, so uh, this this would have been ironically the time for them to throw at the one yard line in that situation, whether it be a uh, an outside slant route an out route pattern, or a go or a fade with uh, with one of your outside wide receivers. I don't li- I didn't like the idea that they had Cam. You know essentially trying to win the game for him with his legs, and when everyone knew that 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 that's what that's what uh that's what cam was killing killing the Seattle defense with all night, but Seattle played a heck of a football game on Sunday night Cowboys we mentioned that infinitum with Brendan with their with their uh, comeback victory at the hands of Atlanta choking these two teams play each other a couple of notes they get to uh Zeke. Average has averaged in his career 112 rushing yards per game in his two career games against the Seahawks. That's fourth most in NFL history uh, against uh, against one team. Uh, Russell Wilson also two and zero against Dak Prescott in regular season matchups as well. So, be a very interesting football game. You know, Seattle's defense has been iffy and has been shaky the last two games of the season. Dallas definitely put up more. <laughs> They put up a lot more points uh, against against uh, against the Falcons than they did in their Week One loss against the Rams. So I would expect this. I would expect this to be a shootout of a. I would expect this to be a shootout of a football game. I expect the offenses is going to be uh, is going to be a blazing. That Cowboy defense uh, was uh, was was horrendous against uh, against the um against uh, against the Atlanta Falcons last week so I, I me going into this game expect a shootout and again and you saw that the defense, that the no crowd noise with the, at Seattle no 12th man you know roaring it up uh, at a century length. it definitely i would imagine it definitely helped the patriots offense Uh, It moved probably a lot more fluid than it would have had there been a 70,000 screaming, screeching Seahawks fans in the stadium. So, And again, the Seahawks defense uh, let the Falcons put up plenty of points against them in week one. The Patriots put up 30 points against them last Sunday night. Um, it's going to be a pretty high scoring game, but again, you get Russell, well, here's what it comes down to. Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott? Give me Russell Wilson. That's going to be one hell of an entertaining uh, football game. That game 425 on Fox. Second game of the weekend is, uh, is the Packers and the Saints. That game's going to be on Sunday night. Um, Aaron Rodgers going up against Drew Brees. Drew Brees has to bounce back. That entire Saints team, for that matter, has to bounce back from an abysmal performance they had on Monday night against the Los Angeles Raiders in which the defense was terrible, Drew Brees was terrible, It was just not an all-around great, well-played football game at the hands of the New Orleans Saints where well, the Green Bay Packers are coming in there. You know, really their first real opponent of the season, you know, the, the Vikings, uh-uh. Even though, even though they had the, even though they had to the go out there and and outscore the Packers, excuse me, outscore the Vikings to win Week One. The Vikings don't hold a candle to the Saints, even though they did beat them in the playoffs back in January. Um, and then, of course, they played the division, uh, launch, the division uh, rug that is uh, that is the Detroit Lions. So, and but uh, but I expect the Packers to win that game. Uh, Drew Brees sign of age is showing, um, is showing immensely, and no Michael Thomas. I don't think that's going to be a recipe for success. Not to mention the same thing with Seattle, no crowd noise, which benefits the Saints a ton. So again, the offense and the, and with, as far as getting the candidates down and and no and not that many false starts and miscommunication, uh, the sloppiness from Green Bay will be eliminated with no crowd noise. At least the most of it should be. And I think their offense will be pretty fluid and will and will be pretty effective against that uh Saints defense that was horrendous against Derek Carr and the Raiders on mon on monday night so and that's the second game third game of the weekend is uh not even of the weekend but the third but the third best game of week of week three is between the chiefs and the Ravens. Chiefs, like like we mentioned to Brendan uh, earlier in the program, they got lucky because uh, because the game was there for the Chargers to win. They didn't have a great offensive performance, putting up less than twenty points against the against the San Diego excuse me against the L.A. Chargers of all teams. They got to get back scoring against uh, like they did against the Texans week one. Uh, you know it's funny that the Chiefs have not played. It's funny, uh, the Chiefs heading into this game. Um, it's, 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 it's going to be an interesting. I think this is Patrick Mahomes' first. It's funny. I think this is Patrick Mahomes' first um first game playing in Baltimore. If I'm not mistaken, the previous two times these two teams played, it was in Kansas City. And they won and, I, and if this game was played in Kansas City I'd say I'd say that I'd favor Kansas City to win the game because not just because of crowd noise but because the Ravens and Lamar have yet to prove to me that they can beat Kansas City on the road but at home the Ravens are an entirely different animal let me read you and th- this is pretty freaking impressive let me read you the Ravens how how well they play on home primetime games. Okay, they've won twelve straight and I found this when I woke up on Thursday night, you know, scrolling through the phone and I found, and I happened to come across this. The Ravens have won twelve straight uh home games in prime time, uh, which stands as the longest active active winning streak in the NFL. They've outscored opponents on home primetime national televised games in the Harbaugh era since two thousand eight. 420 to 212. That's a plus two hundred and eight point differential in the Ravens outscoring their opponents in home primetime games. They have a plus fifteen turnover ratio turnover differential in home primetime games under Harbaugh since two thousand and since two thousand and eight. And since two thousand and eight since Harbaugh's been there. They have had the best record in the National Football League in home primetime games with a record of 14-1 and with a 9.33 winning percentage. Team that's second best to that, now they've won more games, but that's also because they've played in more primetime games than the Ravens have. And that's the Seahawks at 20 and three with an 870 winning percentage, and of course the Patriots at 21 and four with an 840 winning percentage are in thirds with the best home records in primetime television since 2008 since Harbaugh's been there. But that's one hell of a freaking stat. Now, granted, now do the Ravens have as big as a home field advantage as say the Chiefs do? No, but will the will it feel weird with the Ravens playing? You know, in front of, you know, they, they played well against Cleveland, but granted it's Cleveland. But it's so, it's something to be had when the Ravens are sitting up there and, you know, prime time, you, you know, they got the, the parallel techniques and the special effects when they introduce all the players. They cut off the lights and, and they got the smoke coming out, and, you know, when the player introductions and everything else. It's, it's It'll be interesting to see if the Ravens will be a different animal Playing a home night game in front of no fans. Now they've proven, you know, that they can play just fine at home in front of no fans, hence their blowout win against Cleveland week one. But can they play well with no fans at home on a prime time on the prime time stage where where just the energy of the anticipation waiting all day literally for that literally for that primetime game, it'll be very interesting, intriguing to see. If the lack of fans at MNT Bank down at the bank will have any effect on the Ravens. I think it won't, because I think as long as the Ravens are playing at M and T Bank, uh, they're going to give their opponents fits, especially with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. But um I, I think the Ravens will play pretty freaking well, and I think the Ravens are gonna win that football game. Um again, if it was played in Kansas City, like I said time and time again, the Ravens got to proved to me that they can go to Kansas City on the road and beat the and beat the Chiefs. But I think when they're playing at home, it's a pretty. It's I think it's a pretty even match. Lamar or excuse me, Patrick Mahomes' first time coming to Baltimore. Um, be interesting to see, and I, uh, I I I think the Ravens will play well in the game. I think the Ravens will play very very well. You know, Ravens are a team with a cause, chomping at the bit. I, again, they'll never admit this. They'll never say this out loud because it's not the team that they are. But I guarantee that they're sick and tired of the of the of the Patrick Mahomes show. Every single time to around, it's Mahomes. This Mahomes that. They're like, hey, we're the Baltimore Ravens. We're, you know, now, you know, they're hearing everyone essentially give this year's Super Bowl you know to the Chiefs before the season even started. They're like, hey, we got the reigning unanimous NFL MVP sitting over here. We got Super Bowl asp- aspirations too. You know we're a team with a cause. We're looking to uh, we're looking to hoist the Lombardi when the when the uh, when the dust settles in early February at Raymond James Stadium down in Tampa. And this is a team chopping at the bit with a cause, and I think the Ravens play really well. It'll be a good football game. I think the Ravens will play really well on Monday night and get the job done against the Kansas City Chiefs. Take a break. Come right back. Picks in the league where they play for pay. Right after this, don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the I'm Metallica TIS podcast hope you enjoyed the show today uh, don't forget expect the show episode to come out on Tuesday either Tuesday or Wednesday most likely hopefully Tuesday the uh, uh, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday keep an eye out for an episode on September 29th and the 30th uh, NBA Finals preview hopefully if these two conference final series is over with. MOB postseason preview, recap week three, the works. You know how it's done. You know how I do it. But as of right now, it is time for the week three picks against the spread. Been doing them for the last three football seasons here on the i Can Tell You podcast. In the league where they play for pay, week three picks right now. Raiders and Patriots. Ironically enough, you know what I was doing earlier tonight? I was watching the America's game of the 2001 New England Patriots, and you know, of course, who they beat in route to get to the Super Bowl was the uh, oh, was the then Oakland Raiders in the Tuck Rule game, and it, and I it just so happened to be. Oh yeah, the Raiders are playing the Patriots this week, and it's and and I bring that up. Because it's John Gruden's first trip back as an NFL coach to New England since the Tuck Rule game. First game ever coaching inside Gillette Stadium as a head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Well, not a Las Vegas Raiders, but he had an impressive win on Monday night. Patriots favorite minus six and a half. I will take the Patriots to win that game. They came also close, you know. They only lost by 5 points against the Seahawks on Sunday. I take the Patriots to win that game 31-24. Rams and the Buffalo Bills. Not a bad game, you know, two quarterbacks that, you know, kind of that, you know, that aren't talked about a whole heck of a lot cuz they kind of yeah, as far as like their talent is concerned between Goff and, and Allen uh Buffalo's favorite minus two in this game. Can you believe that? Minus two. I'd take the Rams to win by two 24-22. Houston and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh favorites minus three and a half. Haven't really played anybody yet. Houston's going through the ringer playing Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh to begin the season. They're just going through the ringer right now to begin the NFL season. You got to feel bad. You got to feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I mean, he is really going through it. Um, he is really going through it right now. Um, the Steelers' favorite minus three and a half. They got the job done against uh, the Denver Broncos at home last week. Really haven't played anyone of notice yet. You know, Houston is, is a mediocre player. 500 team at best. I know you got the three Watt brothers with TJ, JJ, and I believe Derek Watt is also the other brother, too, playing in this game. I'll take Pittsburgh to win this game. Going pretty easily 28-14. San Francisco, 49ers at the Giants. You heard the Giants, or excuse me, the 49ers do a lot of complaining about the MetLife turf, which is fine up to NFL standards. They said that it was sticky, hard to get a footing, and they're I mean, that's the reason why Jimmy Garoppolo won't be playing this week and why uh, the, one of the best defensive players in all of football and arguably the best player on their team, Nick Bosa, is out for the rest of the season with the torn ACL. They played at MetLife against the Jets and won easy in that game, but it came to the cost of many of uh, injuries to key players on that team. Uh, the 49ers are favorite minus four. Remember, no Jimmy Garoppolo in that game. Uh, and of course, you had Nick Bosa. Uh, you also have Nick Bosa out for the season too, with a torn ACL. So it will be inter- it will be interesting to see how uh, the backup play Nick Mullins will uh, Nick Mullins will start that game, as Brendan pointed out back on, back earlier in the program. Giants Joe Judge looks like he's had a positive effect on the team. They are going to be missing their best player for the rest of the season, two due to an ACL injury in Sha- Saquon Barkley. We all know, though, that the Giants aren't winning a Super Bowl. They don't have a Super Bowl on their mind. The 49ers do. And I think it's going to be an upset. Yep, I think the F- Giants will upset the 49ers for their first week of the, of the new season. They will beat the 49ers 21-17. The Tennessee Titans. Going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Tennessee feared minus two and a half. Tennessee coming off of a nail-biting victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. While the Minnesota Vikings fall to 0-2. Kirk Cousins had an abysmal, disgusting performance You would get that would that would offend a biohazard. Uh, would, would, would have, and the, Kirk Cousins was so bad against the Colts last week It was offensive to trash cans to say that Kirk Cousins was trash Tennessee is a pretty good football team And Kirk Cousins is just not that good of a quarterback I know he beat, went on the road and had a big game against, uh, against the Saints But that game was much about the Saints' own shortcomings Than it was about Kirk Cousins Tennessee, who is favored in this game Minus two and a half, like a previously stated, Tennessee will win this game 24 to 14. Washington against Cleveland. Cleveland favored by a touchdown, minus seven and a half. Took care of business against my Bengals once upon a time again on Thursday night, 135 to 30. Again, like I told Brendan, with Cleveland, it's about consistency. Can they consistently go out day in and day out, week in, week out, and put together and, and be in sync offensively? And put, together, uh, and put together some winning streaks to win football games. Washington did not play well against Arizona. Uh, and Kyle Murray's one heck of a player, and that team's going to be a very, very good football team for years to come. I have Cleveland winning this game 26-17. My Bengals against the Eagles. Bengals, like I previously stated, did not play well. I don't have to go back and rehash it nine for the ninth time. You know where the Bengals are. Philadelphia did not play well. Was bad. Carson Wentz was bad. Defense was bad. It was just a bad day at the office for the Philadelphia Eagles, we are at 0-2. And like I previously stated, it doesn't get better. You know, playing when you got to play the 49ers across country, and they got to play, uh, they got to play the Steelers, their in-state rivals. So. um so and Cleveland and Philadelphia a team with playoff aspirations cannot afford to fall to 0-3 on the season. Philadelphia is favored, minus five and a half. I'll pick Philadelphia to win this game. Hopefully they will beat the Jinx. i picked the Bengals to win back-to-back weeks and they've lost. So hopefully it's a little bit of reverse psychology here. I pick Philadelphia to win the game twenty-eight to twenty-four. Chicago Bears. Rest in peace, Gail Sayers, who died earlier this past week, going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Hopefully, Atlanta, whose favorite minus three and a half in this game, can uh, close the deal. I expect them to get a lead and to get a lead early against Chicago. They got a nice, high flying offense, met Ryan the whole nine yards. Hopefully, they can close the deal against the Chicago Bears, who, uh, who won last time out at home against the New York Football Giants. I'll take Atlanta to win twenty-seven to twenty. Favorite minus three and a half. The Atlanta Falcons are. Jets and the Colts rematch of Super Bowl three. Of course, is the is the only rematch of a Super Bowl where the two teams play within the same conference with the Jets and the Colts. Colts, of course, being. A member of the old NFL and the Jets being a member of the AFL. Colts favored. This is the biggest. All, all of all the games this weekend, there's no more of a lopsided. Uh, who's favored in the in the Colts and the Jets? Colts favored minus ten and a half in this game. Jets just do what they do best. Just jet and butt fumble and stick up the joint all over the football field. I don't expect it to get any better for Gang Green. Indianapolis will win that football game 28-13, to 13, favorite minus seven and a half. Card, excuse me, uh, the Carolina Panthers, who lost last time out in a Brady bounce-back game to get his first win as a buck last week. No Christian McCaffrey, they'll be in trouble going up against the Chargers, who in a loss played pretty freaking good against the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Back-to-back home games for the Chargers in SoFi Stadium. Chargers favored... Minus six and a half points, I take the Chargers to win against the Carolina Panthers, 25-10. to Change the music a little bit. Let's, uh, Let's change the music a little bit, why don't we? There we go. Tampa Bay, or excuse me, Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona beat Washington last time out, favored minus five and a half. Detroit, like I mentioned earlier to Brendan, they their coaching is an absolute mess. Matt Patricia has to go, and the sooner he goes, the better off the Lions franchise will be. I pick Arizona with a fabulous football team. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, who's one hell of a talent. I expect Arizona to beat Detroit twenty-eight to seventeen. Favorite minus five and a half points. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favorite minus six against the Denver Broncos heading to Denver. I believe this is Brady's first time playing in Denver, if I'm not mistaken, since the 2015 AFC Championship game. Let me make sure I double-check that to make sure... I'm accurate on that, but I think if I'm not mistaken, that this is the first time Tom Brady will play in Denver since that 2015 AFC Championship game, uh, in which of course they lost to the Denver Broncos. And while the Broncos are en route to capturing the Super Bowl 50 title, no, I stand corrected. Uh, Brady, Brady, and the Patriots went to Denver as part as the 2016 championship season when they won 16-3 on December the 18th, so I stand corrected. So throughout whatever I just said, right out the window. But Denver and the Bucks, Bucks favorite minus six points, go west. Tampa Bay will get their second one of the season, and I think will improve to 2-1, and one, and will win the game 27-2. 16. Gotta make sure you get the music right. Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle favorite minus five points. Seattle won heck of a game. They won by five points, 35 to 30 against the Patriots last week. While Dallas coming off of a miraculous come from behind victory at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Like I said in the previous segment, these teams are pretty are pretty even matched, but I had, but it comes down to the quarterbacks. Who would you rather have? Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott? Give me Russell Wilson. Seahawks will win the game 35, 25 in that game. Sunday night game of the week, Packers and Saints and uh Quiet Superdome at night. No Michael Thomas. Green Bay's played well. Give me Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. 31-21. to 21. And the Monday night game, the game of week three. Kansas City and Baltimore. Two, these two teams are predicted to be your 2020 AFC Championship game. Games played in Baltimore. I'm going to go with the home team. 31-24, Baltimore's going to win. Lamar Jackson's going to play well. This team's going to improve uh, as one of the best uh, home primetime teams in all of football with capturing a victory against the defending Super Bowl champions. Ravens' Ravens favorite, minus three-and-a-half. Saints are surprisingly favored against Green Bay by a field goal. I just think that no Michael Thomas is going to hurt that offense. And if you're a Saints fan, you do not like what Drew Brees Uh, did against the Las Vegas Raiders of all teams on Monday night. And Drew Brees, who has made his living and playing well on Monday Night Football, it was not a uh, performance to remember if you are Drew Brees. But those are your week three picks against the spread in the league where they play for pay. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Um Amiteliki TIS podcast. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at I'm a tell it underscore at Amitelit underscore podcast. Follow the show on Twitter. At Amatel at I'm a tell it underscore at excuse me. At Amitel underscore it. Tayez. Follow your boy on Twitter at the J Shield and Instagram at the J Shield. Enjoy week three of the National Football League, everybody. Enjoy with the games that remain of the conference finals in the NBA. If you're a hockey guy such as Brennan, enjoy the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Tampa Bay one win away from being crowned Stanley Cup champions. Talk to you uh, next week. Preview the baseball playoffs and recap week three. Talk to you soon. This is the Antelica TIS podcast.